You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. My name is Andrew Merriweather. Today's show features Kaya Wilkins, otherwise known as OK Kaya. She's been releasing music since 2014, but only just debuted her first record, titled Both, which was self-released. I caught up with Kaya at Lincoln Hall here in Chicago to talk about her new record. So without further ado, here's the interview. Do you, like, lock into somebody at a show, or do you tend to, like, sort of look out? I tend to either, like, crawl, go cross-eyed or look down. <laughs> but if I do lock eyes with someone, it's usually someone I know, and then I usually start laughing, and then it's, like, a whole thing that I have to, like, snap out of. So I want to go back to the moment that you decided to make this record yourself. You had released several singles. Mm -hmm. They seemed to have gone really well. They were popular. And then, like, it was, I mean, from 2014 to now, it's been, like, four years. My understanding is there was some frustration maybe around, like, not getting the studio time, not getting the the space that you needed. And you're like, you know what? I'm making this in my apartment. Like, where were you? And what was going through your head when you just, like, were like, forget it. I'm just doing it myself. I'm... A control freak is what I'm realizing. No, also, no one really, like, I released those singles and I was just, like, you know, entered the music industry. And I was like, oh, surely some producers will want to work with me and, like, make this record. But I still wasn't signed to a label, and so I was asking for all these favors um, from producers and they were like kind of fitting me into their schedule like an hour here or three hours there and some of them were like not really trying to make music they're starting to hang out and so that got a little frustrating I was like reaching out to producers I wanted to work with but didn't really not much happened and then I worked with this producer and we did a whole bunch of songs but he was kind of a sketchy dude in the end or like wanted like however much of the um, songwriting and I think a part of me was kind of stubborn in the way that I was like no I can I can like do this kind of minimalist production myself uh, or with someone I trust and then you know make sure that everyone knows that I'm like writing and producing a lot of these things uh, and recording a lot of these things would you come with me to get an IUD Maybe if you come with me I will let you come in me Cause baby of your videos and a lot of your lyrics even in the album cover itself there seems to me to be this recurring motif of duality there's reflection there's mirrors you often feature a twin of yourself uh interacting with you what's that about Mm, well (laughs) 
I chose to call my record both, and I wanted to visually explore what it would look like if I had a twin that was kind of, that wasn't really a twin, it was a physical embodiment of trauma that I have to pull by the hair in every public setting. It just seemed like the most natural visuals for the record and I've been like that for a really long time. I don't really know where it started, it just felt right and strong. And yeah, and then it kind of continued and a lot of the record is about being in, a, in between or ambiguous, but also about being like completely or exploring duality. And so, yeah, it made more sense then than it does now. a bit like you mean it made more sense when you were creating the art itself as opposed to like reflecting on it now be like what What was going on i'm like what am i talking about i don't know why i did that no i mean i think i know but yeah i guess it's just um it's just a feeling you know or like you know you see it's just imagery about uh, the last song on the record, yeah. La Meg. It's So it's in Norwegian, mm-hmm. correct? Why is that song in Norwegian? Is there an idea there that you're trying to capture that is specific to, or, to the Norwegian language, or did it just come out that way? It came out that way, but it's the more straightforward of like this struggle with myself. <laughs> and so I thought I'd add a layer of ambiguity by singing in a language that not many people understand (laughs) and make it really sweet and make it like a little lullaby vibes and so so a lot of people are just like oh I love that song it makes me feel good and I'm like it makes me feel like trash yeah the guitars are really warm yeah and it feels like a hug and then you read it and you're like oh dang like (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, yeah, no matter where I turn, there you are. And I, yeah. Yeah, Um, It's like basically a nightmare. Yeah, I really wanted to make the last video for it where um, OK Kaya finally escapes her twin by cutting her hair off. Because this is obviously an absurd little world. But if you cut, if if she were to cut her um, twin's hair off, she could no longer pull her by the hair and therefore she would be free to leave. And that would be like the last episode. You talk a lot about sex in your record. I'm wondering what's so intriguing to you about sex as an angle into self-reflection. I think it's 
age. Like I, I used to feel so much shame and I wanted to be a person who spoke about sex and didn't feel shame. I remember like sending songs to, you know, some people I used to work with when I first started out and they were like, no one wants to hear that, you know? <laughs> and I'm kind of like, I would want to hear that. And I think a lot of, you know, people with vaginas would want to hear certain things. Like I just grew up and I stopped being ashamed. It's really impressive to me that with IUD in particular, which was one of the big singles from the record, uh, that you were able to make a really sexy song that's also about contraception, but also about <laughs> feminism like, and, uh, and pro-choice. That's quite a feat. Thank you. I'm still kind of proud of that, <laughs> proud of that one. <laughs> yeah, it makes me happy. It came out of just pure misery, like thinking about getting an IUD and then thinking about how uh, a lot of people's um, sexual health is threatened and then um, just trying to make something like reflective but like catchy out of that misery so we don't forget we need our rights. That seems to be a general theme for you where you make something that's really catchy but also maybe a little bit painful like habitual love feels that way it's like a disco-y track <laughs> it's like the entropy of relationships or something. <laughs> yeah I take I have so much fun doing that. I just love uh, that juxtaposition. There's just these things that I write that are like funny, like punchlines, but like really vi visual to me. And I sometimes start a song uh, from that, from those words like thrown together that I, f I find have like a strong, like a strong image. And then just hug sadness around the funny stuff so at its core like there's humor and comedy yeah. uh that's nice yeah yeah so you you like sit with the sadness like the sadness is what hits you maybe first or or not but at the end of the day you can laugh about it maybe at the end of the day it's a punchline and then we die <laughs> who wants to be loved out of habit who wants to be You've been listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more features and stories, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or go to chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next. Begin not to care